For years, liberals have criticized U.S. foreign military action in places such as Grenada, Panama, Iraq, and Somalia, but they love Ukraine to the point that they have no problem sending billions of dollars in both military as well as civilian aid, despite the fact that we're $32 trillion in debt. Much of this funding is not coming through congressional appropriation. You may be surprised to learn that a U.S.-designed mobile app called DIA, D-I-I-A, is now funding Ukrainian pensions, teachers, and nurses. Yes, U.S. pensioners, teachers, and nurses often have a hard time making ends meet, but we're funding Ukraine. Listen. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money Mm -hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine, but it's totally unprecedented, these, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking in, along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in past years and still has work, as you noted, to do on corruption today. I don't know if we could have gotten that money out of Congress, if not for DIA. Mm-hmm. Because what DIA allows us to do is that direct budget support goes, yes, to the Ukrainian government, but then it goes to pay teachers, to pay healthcare workers, to pay first responders, and there's a digital trail. It's not, you know, some official deciding this or that. It actually is going directly into the bank accounts in a manner that just it would have been untraceable in a in a in a prior regime. After that, you may be surprised to find that if you look up DIA online, you'll find that it only describes a system by which Ukrainians can access government documents via a mobile app. But it's clear from what we heard that there's more going on. The official story is that DIA helps avoid the rampant corruption known to be in Ukraine, but the reality is that Americans are being bankrupted both as citizens via inflation, but also as a nation because we're spending so much on depleting our weapons stockpiles to prop up the Zelensky regime. There are two points I want to make here. First is that Samantha Power is talking about aid directly from the American taxpayer to pay for Ukrainian teachers, healthcare workers, and public workers. That's after Joe Biden had denied paying for Ukrainian pensions. And this is all taking place as inflation hits the American worker. And you recently saw teachers in the LA United School District strike so they could have better wages. But meanwhile, billions are being paid directly through a shady experimental app to Ukrainian teachers. So how will this affect the American voting population to hear that their money is being stripped out of their pockets to pay Ukrainian salaries. We also saw Lindsey Graham, the biggest hawk in Congress, declare in a meeting with Vladimir Zelensky that the Ukraine war has been a good investment because we've killed a lot of Russians. So we were told all along that this was just about supplying military aid so that the U.S. could liberate Ukraine from an unprovoked Russian invasion. Now we see it's about paying Ukrainian workers and simply about throwing Ukrainian soldiers, the young the youth of Ukraine into a slaughterhouse to kill lots of Russians. That's not what Americans, how Americans were sold on this war. The man speaking is Max Blumenthal, and you'll see on your screen that he asked the Ukrainian ambassador to Washington, D.C. about war profiteering and how DIA is being tested in Ukraine in hopes of using it for the globalists' goals elsewhere in the world. The ambassador was getting none of the tough questions until this moment, and you'll see her quickly turn around in plainclothes security, then prevent him from following her in hopes of getting an answer. Even more shocking is that the other journalist he was with was one of many members of the media on a Ukrainian kill list, which is being tasked with preventing the real story from coming out. Bizarrely, even septuagenarian rock star Roger Waters of the band Pink Floyd is also on this kill list, so that should be one exemplar of just how far the cult of Ukraine will go to protect their mirage of death and destruction. News by the news is certain most virtue-signaling liberals who've proudly fly the Ukraine flag are totally ignorant of what's going on. 
Let's continue. I questioned the Ukrainian ambassador to D.C. about this event being an exercise in war profiteering, number one. And then I wanted to ask her about the inclusion of Anya and my colleague Aaron Maté, as well as uh, recently added nightclub comedian Jimmy Dore to the Ukrainian government's kill list. This is a kill list known as Mirotvoretz or Peacemaker that has seen hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of Ukrainian citizens, Russians, even children, and American citizens, including everyone from Henry Kissinger to Roger Waters, placed on a kind of blacklist. And several of the people who've appeared on this list, including the Ukrainian journalist Oles Buzina, have been assassinated by death squads in the streets of Ukraine. Daria Dugina, the uh, daughter of the Russian nationalist philosopher was killed in a car bomb by Ukrainian intelligence services outside Moscow. Her name was marked liquidated on that list. So I wanted to ask the Ukrainian ambassador about this list that my colleagues are on, American journalists are on. And she she walked away. I was trying to give her a chance to respond, but she walked away. And that's been the Ukrainian government's response so far. This app called DIA is actually the next step towards total government control. Despite what is available in most public information sources and the mainstream news, this app is a method of control. And once again, we see another of the globalist fingerprints because it will be connected to central bank digital currency. And of course, you guessed it, vaccination status. Yes, DIA will freeze your ability to conduct regular transactions if you hold opinions contrary to the globalist masters, or if you don't submit to the toxic cocktail, which has now been shown not to stop coronavirus infection or transmission. Ask yourself, why are the globalists so anxious to force a so-called vaccine that doesn't work unless it has an altogether different function? Let's hear the rest of the story. Uh, this, and, and imagine that your state is using central bank digital currency and can cut off funds to you, as, it, as we saw the Canadian government do, uh, against supporters of the Canadian truckers protesting vaccine mandates in Ottawa. This app is for export. It's using Ukraine as a laboratory to accelerate this process. And so far in Ukraine, it's been used to do everything from paying incentives to get people to take the jab, uh, to having them register their vaccination status, to having them um, apply for reconstruction of their homes damaged in the war to being able to report on their neighbors who they suspect of being Russian collaborators. And we've seen video after video of accused Russian collaborators who are Ukrainian citizens be killed and thrown in ditches by neo-Nazi forces attached to the Ukrainian military. Yes, Dia is also an app for people who want to snitch on those who don't parrot the official narrative. And worse yet, lack of compliance could land you on a kill list. Granted, Ukrainian death squads are not going to your home in Albuquerque or Atlanta, but what makes you think that such technology will be confined to Ukraine? Ukraine is the test site for a very scary, hidden agenda, and you should tell everyone what is coming while you still have the freedom to do so. For more news by the news, go to AmericanMediaPeriscope.com. I'm James Madison.